Hello there. Hello. Gabe, I'm unhappy. Me too. I'm sad. Do you want to hear why I'm unhappy? Did you stub your toe? No. There's. Uh, I was. I was did... predisposed to be kind of grumpy today for a couple of reasons. So, this is the today is the third day in a row I've worked two shifts in one day. Mm-hmm. I have to be up at four in the morning tomorrow to go to my next shift. Ugh. So I could not have a glass of wine as I usually do for the pay-per-view and for the unwind and enjoy things and be in a more positive attitude for what was the ish show that is Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. So I was already predisposed to be a little off tonight. And then I watched the pay-per-view. And I use the term watch kind of loosely because I've watched some of it. I didn't watch other parts of it. Would you like to talk about the Drew and Bobby Lashley match? I'm going to let you go first on this one for sure because you were messaging me and it sounds like you got some stuff to say on it. Well, you know, they they actually give us a great main event, honestly. Amazing. Match of the year contender. And then they finish it with a roll-up. The second roll-up of the night, by the way. Okay, I want to say one thing, though, before you say it. Sure. The first roll-up, I was okay with because it made sense. Are we talking about the same one? Seth and Cesaro? Yes, that made sense. That made sense. I'm okay with that one. It made sense. It made a lot more sense than the main event one did. I'm not a fan of surprise roll-ups, like, in any form. Well, I know that, but... If it if it were regular wrestling rules where as soon as your shoulders hit the mat and both shoulders hit the mat and the ref notices it and then boom, you're done, then that's believable. But to believe that you could surprise somebody for three seconds with off, it just takes me out of it. If it's like a Brock Lesnar versus Marco stunt or something. I don't know, but but the Seth and, I'm sorry the Seth and Cesaro one made sense. They don't want to end the rivalry yet. They want it to make it equal. Rollins never beat. He did beat Cesaro, but he really didn't. It makes sense. Well, let's let's cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, the one I'm gonna cross this. I did have work tonight. I missed. Um... The first match I saw was Bailey and Bianca. So I missed everything before that, which I think was just. Uh, and Mandy Rose. And was there another one? No, Did I miss something that. else? I missed that too. But I missed like I missed the first hour and 15 minutes because I know it, I looked at it and I was like, should I watch it from the beginning? And then I was like, I'm not I'm not going to. A, I'm not going to put the podcast off that late. And B, I have to be up early in the morning, so I definitely can't be pushing this podcast off too far. I don't want to risk falling asleep, not delivering. But you you thought the main event was a good match? Objectively? Yes. I I I liked it. But Mm. the finish just killed it. 
I think the finish was weak, and I think the match itself was weak for what it was. No, it was a good hear me out. Because that felt like a match that on any game, Lashley McIntyre would have and could have had. Would have and have had in the past. I didn't, I felt like they their full potential. Yeah. The Usos did it first with the New Day where they put, well, McIntyre was in the corner and they put the kendo stick in the corner to trap him in there. The Usos did that a couple of years ago with the New Day. Um, they put two kendo sticks in, I think it was with Kofi, and they just beat him up with it, with a chair or a kendo stick or something. Mm-hmm. So, I remember. Um, so, yeah, it, I don't know, which is fine. I'm not saying it's a bad thing they did it or that MVP did it, rather. But there was another part. Did you see the stair thing where, like, they were fighting over the stairs and then Bobby kind of, like, pushed it into Drew's head? That kind of... That was so obviously, like, there's a space for your head. Not going to hit your head, you know? Right. That took me out of it. And some of the, the cage shots, they didn't really commit to. Like, there was a point where Drew was kind of rubbing Bobby's face in the cage, and it just, there was no commitment. Making it look like it hurt. I don't know. I was, I was disengaged with over half an hour, so I was, I was just checked out of it. And then the distraction from MVP leading to the roll-up pin. And to top it off, this isn't fair to hold it against him because well, but I was kind of expecting or something. I was expecting something at the end because there was like 10 to yeah. minutes. It was like, or 10 minutes to 11. And I was like, eh, there's going to be something. I knew it wouldn't be losing. Super stretch the match. But I don't know. When Lesnar returns, it's going to be against Roman Reigns. I don't see him going to Raw. I don't know. It just won't make know. any sense. Dude. I don't want to see Lesnar without Paul Heyman. Like, I don't want to see Lesnar at all. But, I mean, if we're going to have him, at least have him with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. And then Paul Heyman will be managing not only the main champion on Raw, but the main champion on SmackDown. And then he becomes... Even bigger manager. I don't think, I don't think Roman yeah. will allow that, though. I think he wants Paul to himself. I think Brock would want Paul to himself. I think it would lead to an infeud, but it that that would be tough because, you know, if you put those two in, in a feud, give up, obviously, people going after the title. Unless they pull double duty, which I'm sure they're not going to do. Right. Oh, what else do we have? Um, um, you want to hear my... match of the night? What's that? Said, do you want to hear my match of the night? What's that? Rhea and Charlotte. <laughs> 
No, it wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, dude, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was okay. Objectively, I'm saying objectively. I'm not saying necessarily connected to the story and everything. I could have done without Charlotte being rule number one, rule number two. I could have done without that, and all the talking in the match. I could have done without that. I'm just relieved that she's not champion. So, yeah. It, it's definitely too early if they're going to put the championship on her again. Definitely too early. Which they're going to. I mean, Charlotte is going to be Rhea Ripley for it, but not yet. Yeah, the, it should be a longer feud. You know, it's and it's not even like too early to put the championship on Charlotte. It's too early to take it off her. Right. Yeah, she needs it for I'd say if she loses it, I think she should lose it somewhere slam. I would push it up. I would push it to the Mania match so that you can Mania. have. Oh. Well, hear me out. Because, you know, at WrestleMania, in the storyline, and, you know, have it be more of a back and forth match. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they have to fight at every pay per view or anything, but I'm saying when she does drop the title, it should be to Charlotte at Mania and or maybe right before Mania a little bit and play the feud out a little. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think the WrestleMania angle could be interesting on that. But overall, I think the match was great. Charlotte ripped the title from the ref and threw it at Rhea and just started trying to punch at her and stuff and there's a lot of great ring psychology in that match of Charlotte kind of showing that she is a the size difference doesn't necessarily matter. She could still hold her own in that regard and Rhea being kind of taken down a peg, but also yeah. holding her own. Oh, what else in that match? Rhea knows how to sell like crazy. There was a point where Charlotte clotheslined Rhea out of the ring and she just kind of like flew back out of the ring. It was given amazingly. It was sold amazingly. And Rhea made Charlotte look fantastic. Charlotte made Rhea look... Um, it, to me, that was match of the night. Followed very closely by Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Man, it was good. I wasn't really, honestly, I wasn't overall like impressed with this pay per view. So, yeah, it was kind of a sleeper. I feel like they could have used the Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns match. Oh my yes. I hate I that they so pulled mad. that that stunt for ratings. I really do. And that was a decent match. Like, I was up some, like, you know, they should have had it hell in the cell. Right. I don't know why they didn't, other than ratings. I don't know. There's no other reason. I've done some... You don't have found anything, so... But that, that, that was a good hell in a cell match. They utilized the cage well, and... Mm-hmm. It, it was just a good match overall. And when he threw 
he threw Ray, you know, like he did Dominic. Yeah. That had to hurt. There was no way there was, you know, a pad down there. I hope that, like Cesaro does the swing and stuff. I hope Roman just starts throwing people. That'd be a good, yes, that would be like his little thing, you know, like a new signature. Pick him up. Paul Heyman can have a tape measure and he apron to wherever <laughs> the person is and be like, that's a new record. Three feet, that's a new record. I, that might be a little too funny for how serious this care. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Maybe that's a stupid idea for for the tone for of the character. For Roman, I can see like if Paul Heyman was doing that for Brock, you know. Yeah, because Brock was goofy. Thing. Yeah, Brock was a was a goofy character, you know. Sometimes Roman really isn't. And stuff, you remember that? I couldn't hear you at all. Right there, what's up? You remember when he used the briefcase as like a boom box? Oh, yeah, that was awesome, man. <laughs> God, what did he call it? Didn't he have a gimmick or something with that? The Brock party or something? I'm not sure. Play on Black Party or something? I don't remember. It was something like that. But I was like, this is so goofy and ridiculous, but it works. When I think of Brock Lesnar being goofy, I think of that. And when he came out with the mariachi band. Yeah, that. Back in like 03 or 04. And the, I always love the, uh, when MVP came back and he was dancing. Yeah, I mean. He's. Because I'm like a, not a. Lesnar fan, but grown as a fan and a kind of learned there's a not only a genius to like deplorable thing, thing. Mm-hmm. you know. He he's definitely got it. There's a reason he's been around as long as he has and has the accolades. He- Anyways, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I I think that's, and I wrote this down because I took like random notes as I went along. That's one repeat rivalry I don't mind. Yeah, because they switch it up, they do different stuff. They started it out kind of like a shoot match, honest. Potatoes and you know it's real, you know, and then. Things just went from there. They had some really good back and forth offense. Seth really couldn't get things going at first. Kind of the momentum, momentum shifted pretty fast, and it all worked out pretty well. I thought it was a pretty good match. I'm watching SmackDown, but you know me, this is. This thing because it looks awesome. They showed him one of the pre packages where he's sat around in a fireman's carry, and then he just like puts his hand on his hips and starts spinning with Seth still on his back. Mm-hmm. That looked ridiculous. 
in a good way. That man's crazy. That man is absolutely crazy. What's the Let's go to let's go to some sleeper matches here. I almost said Sammy Owens. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. Do you think did you think this match was boring? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't the only one. I really hated how they how uh what's his name? Kevin Owens was still selling that spike, whatever it's called. Oh the I was like, why, why is he still selling that? Like, it's not that. Who else did, didn't Umaga used to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So the, like, yeah. I remember that. I, I wasn't watching at that point, but I've, I've gone back and watched since. And I'm, I was thinking of, I'm not going to call him whatever his new name is, whatever the hell they're calling him, is Daba Kato mm-hmm. did that. I thought of Umaga. Umaga. Good wrestler. I liked him. Yeah, very. I went back and watched the uh, championship match. I don't remember what pay-per-view it was, but with Triple H. I've been going back and watching some of that stuff. I've been watching, for some reason, I've been watching a lot of, like, Stan Hansen, Terry Funk, uh, Bruiser Brody. A lot of All Japan Pro Wrestling. Some Vader stuff. All the old school stuff. I think it's just to like cleanse my palate of the BS that I'm watching lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Sammy and Kevin, they've had great matches in the past, like in NXT. And even a little bit on the main roster after they got called up. But this match was just boring. There wasn't anything to it. Even objectively from a match, there really wasn't much there. And like they get in the ring at the performance a little bit and just kind of throw some moves off of each other. It didn't look to me. I don't know. Is that, is that fair or is that kind of out there? Mm, pretty fair. There's just something fair. off about the flow of that match. It was just whack. I think it might have just been an impromptu match because of, the, because of Roman's match being moved. I think that was one of the fillers. What's that? I said I think, I think that's one of the fillers. Yeah. I think so. I think you're gonna hate me for this opinion. I have a hot take. Okay. I'm not a Kevin Owens fan. Oh, okay. Good for you, buddy. All right. Um. Since he started using the stunner, because of the way he uses it, just not. I'm not big on it. Hey, that's okay. I forgive you. You forgive me. I forgive you. Hey, you know where it fell off? Right what? after the Festival of Friendship. Right 
right about his Chris Jericho feud, that's right where it kind of just like fell straight down for me. Okay, I forgive you. When he came to the main roster and when he won the Universal Championship and everything, that was great. When he was the prize fighter, that was great. When he had the feud. Right. But then it just took. Just Ben Sandy's name. It's not fantastic, but he's not bad. I don't think that's too out there to say. No, he's not. I don't like Sami Zayn. Never have. I, I forgive you. I forgive you. I don't worry. I'll pray for you. Hopefully, you know you get you get you know. Well, I'm sorry, I can't speak. I I pray that you get back into the right you know headspace and you know you know, learn your bad ways and learn from your bad ways and just you know go back to being smart again. <laughs> yeah, and I <laughs> whatever air went, went off in your brain, whatever, and that told you that the main thing. More... I, I hope it gets rectified. I pray for that. Okay, <laughs> that was a pretty good match, but you know you want to be a Debbie Downer all the time and think of the bad stuff instead of the good stuff. I'm a mega Debbie Downer on this show. I know you are. It kind of breaks my heart. You know the other thing that's bugging me? Towards the beginning of the show, I think it was right after Bailey and Bianca Belair, there was a promo in the... It wasn't even a promo. They just did a shot with Bobby Lashley in the back. And it's Bobby Lashley, MVP, and like four or five girls. And the girls are just talking to Bobby, and Bobby's not doing... He's looking at the title and looking into the camera like a psycho. Mm -hmm. And the girls are dancing, but there's no music... (laughs) Why are you dancing if there's no music and nobody else is dancing? <laughs> I wrote that down as fast as I could because I'm like, why are you dancing? Music. It looked ridiculous. Raw underground all over again. Just girls dancing for no reason. <laughs> no music, nothing. You're just... To a rhythm that doesn't. I don't. I'm looking at the camera, and they're just like, "What did that do?" The only thing that did for me was say, "Oh yeah, that match is on the card. That's it." And they didn't even put up a thing of like, "Oh, it's gonna be you know Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley." They just had that segment, and that was it. It was a waste of airtime. I didn't like it. That was a quick one. I had to get out there because that made no sense. Is it that hard to put music on in the background? Apparently. Some, I, I know it's like, oh, well, royalties and you'll get sued if you, for copyright stuff, if you use certain music. Use royalty-free music. Put something in the background for them so they don't look like idiots dancing to nothing. Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. It is the dumbest looking thing. That that 
like glued to the screen because I just couldn't believe they were doing it. It looked that stupid. The other time my eyes were green was the Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler match. I I want to hear your take on this match, Gabe. Uh, I don't really pay attention to it. Did you happen to notice when Alexa stared at each other? Yep. And there was a a mimicry where they both raised their Nia slaps Reginald. Mm -hmm. I almost called him Bernard again. I don't know what but I almost called him Bernard. That was the dumbest And I, I really, really thought about this. My main thing is that I don't like these super supernatural characters. Some of the Undertaker, some of it went a little bit too like above and beyond, I think, into the like supernatural stuff. But they were at least grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt now are just at this level where they're getting to this level of stuff of, you know, oh, well, if I can just stare at my opponent and make them do things, then where's the competition? Right. If I can just disappear and then show up anywhere, where's the competition? You reach this level of, of being this supernatural entity or whatever. And it gets to a point to where no one can beat you because you're at this high level. It's like when we were kids playing whatever, and it's like, Oh, I shoot you. And it, that one kid that's always like, Oh no, force field. Everything you say, just force field. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. That's the, it's, it's a dumb analogy, but it's the only thing I can think of. And it, it feels that ridiculous too. Uh, I will say, though, at least it was a real match. I was ex- halfway expecting some dumb thing with the with Lily and maybe Shayna would be in the middle of the ring and Lily would be on top of her and a ref would count one, two, three, and Lily would win. Oh, thank God that didn't happen. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I was thinking if they put this, if it ends up being a doll match or something, I don't know. Um, I did have an idea that doesn't, make a whole lot of sense but I feel like I was almost and this almost seems sad about supernatural character a bit more grounded so instead of like Lily if Alexa wants to go for this more like sadistic and evil side why doesn't she become like a doll maker and like she makes a doll of each person she goes against and then they have to like work around Alexa getting to this doll so that they can't like manipulate the person hmm. that won't be bad but you know they won't do that because WWE is not smart yeah I feel <sighs> like it's a half-baked idea because it, it would get old fast of like oh you just got to make sure she doesn't have the doll and then you know and I'm pretty sure they don't want to teach voodoo to kids it's a PG product so I don't know yeah that's also true 
they also have her doing what she does and every had the bleeding crown and crown in the pentagram and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe they do want to teach kids that. Who who knows? Yeah, I mean, makes sense. I would. I no problem with that. Overall, I think the match was okay. Yeah, it it really that. was slow and just didn't really go anywhere. That spider walk thing she does where she puts her legs in front of her shoulders, that's badass. I like that. That freaks me out. Nope. It's oh, intimidating God. and it's cool. I'm good and dare I now. say, dare I say it's creepier than the backwards walk of Ray Wyatt. Yep, I think it is. I think I'm good on that <laughs> walk that she does. I am good. I don't want to see it. I like it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, she doesn't like contort that much. It's just kind of. It's not even really contorting. It's just like her. There's no, no like. Injury involved in it, I guess. It looks super cool. Oh, anyways, my last note going all the way back to the beginning of the pay per view because I kind of worked my way backwards here. Bailey and Bianca, I think they had decent spots. It was interesting when they kind of set up a make almost table across the cage in the. Of kendo sticks, and then they, and then Bianca put. Mm-hmm. Thought that was interesting. I thought the match overall was decent. I don't think it was fantastic, but I think it was better than the main event for Hell in a Cell matches. And no, not just because it was Bailey. Objectively, overall, mm-hmm. look, it was it was worse in one way. She should have won. won. She should win that title and never lose it. I'm good. I'd like her more if she could laugh every five seconds, but... That is ridiculous. I don't get that. At least I didn't, like, translate into the match, and they she was, like, laughing at her all the time and everything. Yeah, so that's a good thing. It is. It is. I sadly didn't get to watch that match. I was out at dinner with my family so I missed the first match and I caught the second one um, yeah I missed the uh, Natalia Mandy Rose match but I really don't feel like going back and watching it but yeah, it was it was a pre-show match it doesn't really matter Indeed. I wasn't being on it I do have some notes from Raw though I don't, I don't watch Raw I did not catch SmackDown or Dynamite this week. I was exhausted. I passed out early. But I... So on Raw, I had a couple notes. Nikki Cross's entrance music is absolutely horrid. Who's? Sorry? Nikki Cross. Oh, she came back? She's She's been around. Has she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to hear the dumb stuff? Yeah. So, they they basically had a real. This was two weeks ago. (laughs) Two. 
I think. Or three Raws. Yeah, three Raws ago. Nikki Cross against Rhea. And all Nikki Cross had to do was last two minutes. And basically, Charlotte came out and distracted Rhea. And then Nikki Cross won because she lasted two minutes. Okay. And then two weeks ago, it was essentially the same thing, except with Charlotte. It wasn't a beat the clock, but Charlotte got distracted by Rhea, who was on commentary, and they were outside the ring talking, and then Nikki won. Yeah. So Charlotte. So it's been absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Her entrance music, though, dear lord. I'll, I'll listen to it. You, you don't. <laughs> Take my word on it. It it sucks. You know what we're gonna do that right now, buddy? We're gonna do a live reaction on the podcast. Okay. Let me look it up because I really okay. am curious now. You keep telling me not to do it. It makes me want to do it more. We don't collect money on this podcast or from this podcast. So I... We're good. We're, yeah, we Without getting copyright strike or anything. I think we're good. What's We've called? listened to stuff before anyway. Just look up uh, Nikki Cross 2021 theme song or theme music, whatever you want to look up. Give me a chance to drink some water too. Oh, I forgot the cross. I put Nikki, and Nikki Minaj came up. Great. Yeah, you're gonna get a different song if you click on that one. Breakout. Okay, let me hear this. Watch the NBA ads. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's what she comes out to. Watch the NBA. <laughs> 76ers in here. Is this it? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. Remember when she was crazy? She, she was, like, fighting Asuka for the NXT championship and, like, almost destroying her when she had a Winnings when what's the word Unde- undefeated streak? Mm-hmm. Now we're here, and this isn't yeah. a knock on her. This is a knock on where they are taking her and what they are having her do. Why was she even off TV though in the first place? Yeah, uh, injury. I think was it okay? It wasn't a long one. I think it was like a two or three month injury, but. I, I think it was an injury. I think. I I could be wrong, but that was my first note. My second note, Riddle's promos are amazing, dude. They're talking in the back, him and Randy, and Randy's like, just go out there and be Riddle. Whatever that means. And then Riddle just comes back with, does that mean you like me? <laughs> and I just... <laughs> I started laughing, man. I Oh man, he is the savior of Raw. Pretty much about it, yeah. He's he's about the only thing that's going for him right now. Oh man. That makes me smile now thinking about it. That was funny. 
does that mean you like me? He just like gave him a look and like smiled at him. It was funny. Oh, did you see uh, Eva Marie? I, I put this in quotations. Eva Marie versus Naomi. No, I didn't. So they had scheduled on the card Eva Marie versus Naomi. And they said, you know, this is coming up next, blah, blah, blah. So Eva Marie comes out and she has, uh, I might mispronounce her name. It's been a while since I've seen her stuff, but Piper uh, Niven, I believe is her name. Yeah. She was on NXT UK back when I used to watch it. That was, God, a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe. It was a long time ago. And she comes out with her, and Piper gets in the ring. She's going to have a new name, by the way. We don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be something new. She gets in the ring against Naomi, squashes her, and wins. And then they say, the winner of this match, Eva Marie, or Eva Marie grabs the microphone and says, the winner of the match, Eva Marie. So basically, Piper won the match for Eva. I guess. So I don't know. I don't know what to think of this. They squashed Naomi, which was a weird choice. That makes no sense. You could have had anybody else, but you chose Naomi to squash. For someone that's debuting on Raw, and yes, she has wrestled in NXT UK. She's wrestled, I believe, in the Mae Young Classic. She's wrestled. She hasn't been where Naomi's been. Naomi's been champion. She's been at WrestleMania. She's done a lot of things right that doesn't make much sense to me at all right and if she had to lose the match eh, it's still questionable she shouldn't have. It, it, it would have been questionable go through a squash match is a very weird choice slap the face to her they tend to do that with but like that's I guess they did that with Mark Henry right before he left. You know, Randy just came in and just verbally attacked him, and Mark didn't do anything back or say anything. You yeah, know. but Randy is more acceptable than some random girl from NXT UK, you know. Right, but I'm just saying there's a pattern. Like, they kind of force you to make that full circle, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, let's let's get into general wrestling news of the week. So, first thing off the list today, formerly known as Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, mm-hmm. filed a trademark for a new ring name. The illustration, right? The inspiration. Inspiration. Close. I don't know why I said that. With uh, two yeah. eyes. It's not going to beat the Iconics because they can't go Iconic anymore, but maybe they can. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if they have down to that level, but they're going to be good. There you go. I've always been big on the Iconics. I know a lot of people don't like them and say they're whatever. It, in NXT, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really see it. And then kind of when they 
came up a little bit, it was it was good. Yeah. So they cool. Talk something kind of big. Becky Lynch has been spotted that she is going to be ready for SummerSlam. For she had her her and Seth Rollins baby in December. I think it was December or January. So he's training to come back for SummerSlam. What do you think? I don't know. Where do you see her? I hope she comes back. I see her. I'd like to see her on SmackDown. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Because her and Bianca could be okay. I could see that. SmackDown definitely would need someone like her. Because they're, they're women's roster. Mm-hmm. I could see maybe Becky and Bailey having a mini feud of sorts, especially if Becky comes back as a baby face, which we don't know if she is or not. But I think she will. Maybe she could be a floater. Maybe she could go wherever. I think they need that bad. Yeah, like they need I... more floaters. You know, so you can go from Raw to SmackDown to you know. The thing they have to be careful of is they they tended to, when they before they did like the draft and separated the brands again, they were like double booking every week with mm-hmm. some stuff. So like, as they were on SmackDown and stuff like that. So as long as they stayed away from doing stuff like that, I think they need to definitely have a couple floaters, or maybe not be so stringent on like this guy's SmackDown, this guy's Raw. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully she'll be back for SummerSlam. I'm a Becky Lynch fan. I don't know. Rio. Let's see her again. Bianca. Also interesting. Just one of those performers where it doesn't really matter where. I think she's going to do good wherever she goes. We also have, speaking of which, you didn't even remind me to say Happy Father's Day at the beginning of this episode. Not my responsibility. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, including two brand new fathers as of this week, John Moxley and Cody Rhodes. So John Moxley and Renee Paquette had their daughter, Nora this week as well as yeah they named her Nora and Cody and Brandy Rhodes had their daughter this week as well do you want to take a guess what her name is Uh, Dustina I don't know no Dustina (laughs) no I'd, I'd feel bad for that kid And I, the one thing I could think of was, of course, because like American Dream, American Nightmare, and then name your daughter Liberty. Yeah, it's like a, I that's a very 
American right thing. I don't I don't know. It just like fits Cody, I guess. It's I like of course cousin. you would name your daughter Liberty. I have a little cousin named Liberty actually, so that's cool. What do you think her uh if she gets into wrestling, what's her nickname gonna be? Cause like Dusty is the American dream, Cody was the American nightmare. She gonna America's be like gift. America's sweetheart? No, America's gift. Because the Statue of Liberty gift. was a gift from France. Hmm. I'm trying to think. American, American dream, America. And America's um, gift. I'm telling you. She was a gift to us, you know, like you're 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 blessed to have me in, as a wrestler, you know. I think they'd be a good one. I was trying to think of something witty on the same lines of like dream and nightmare, but I really can't think of anything. So I don't know. I don't know. But I just I thought that was kind of the week of Father's Day. Both John Moxley and Cody. Fathers and company. It's kind of yeah. weird. That also means we're more than for a while we're more than likely not going to see cody for a while which we usually don't see cody much anyway on dynamite that's good i think not every week i mean like like it's more spread out but yeah i think it's okay i i will give him credit for sure he does not and and that's it just is what it is no, I, I just hope I hope they don't put Eddie Kingston kind of on the back burner, you know, since Moxley's gonna be gone. Well, he's been doing like the dynamite before they had Eddie Kingston going against the Bucks and Brandon Cutler, and then the... uh, uh, Eddie Kingston and um oh god, who was it? That triangle again, it could be wrong, wrong. but I think it was Eddie Kingston and Death Brothers and Matt. So, I mean, he's been doing stuff. He's six man tag, but he's been on. I think he's a great talker. I, he, he's definitely got that. ECW like charm, I guess. Mm-hmm. That uh, rough around work in the somehow he's still growing. Uh, uh, do you know anything about crypto? Who's that? Cryptocurrency. Oh no. <laughs> Me either. Oh, well, I know the MJF guy. Yeah. He got his he, own. he launched and good for him. I wish I knew some stuff. I don't wish I knew the like one of the to talk about just in general. Yeah, anybody. Well, man, it's good, and then it's like a 
half hour conversation on how it's good, and I do not care. I don't even but, know anything about it. Like, what does it mean? Yeah, I don't either. It's digital currency that I pay my concrete currency to get. I don't get it. But hmm. somehow it's profitable somewhere. And there's there's a science to it. I just don't know what it is. MJF launched his own MJF coin. Slamming process in MJF. Good for him, I guess. I don't know how this I don't know how it works to be profitable for him. I don't know how it works to be profitable for anybody. I don't know. So I, I wanted to mention it. But I, I cannot elaborate because I don't know anything about crypto. Other than it's digital and you pay real money to get it. That's the only thing I know. On to the next. You did you watch NXT this week? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't. All right. You did not miss a whole lot except for Samojo returning. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I knew it was gonna happen. He came back as well, let me rewind. So William Regal comes out and he's giving this retirement level speech and he's tearing up and everything. Great delivery, great promo. Carrying Cross comes and says, you know, just admit, you know, admit that I'm, I'm the best and blah, blah, blah. And then out comes Samoa Joe to a big pop from the fans. And William Regal offers him the general manager's position, to which Samoa Joe declines. Mm-hmm. And then Samoa Joe ends up taking an offer to be William Regal's enforcer who cannot physically interact with other talent unless provoked. And they did a great thing later in the show where they had a couple of instances of people getting rowdy in the back like they have been and, you know, accidentally hitting Samoa Joe or whatever. Adam Cole being a good example. (laughs) And he just... What's it called? Is it the Kirafuda Clutch? I'm not sure. I think it's the Kirafuda Clutch. He chokes out Adam Cole and knocks him out. And then he said something to the effect of, like, when you wake up, Mr. Regal will see you in his office. (laughs) And just the way he delivers it and the way they're kind of teasing that he might return to in-ring action, I think is great. I I did see the the Adam Cole thing. I've seen some memes with Samoa Joe choking him out. (laughs) It, it was a little funny. It was a little funny. Because Adam Cole's a smaller guy. He just kind of yeah, grabs him. He's like, you know what? We're done. He's like, Hornswoggle small. A lot of that roster is. Kyle anymore. The big guy I can think of is Cross. Cross and Bronson Reed. Those are the two big guys I can think of. I mean, I Bronson Reed just too. looks like an off-brand Keith Lee. <laughs> kinda. Kinda. I got... Pretty good. That pay-per-view... It, it didn't blow me away, but it was it was a really good pay-per-view. I paid attention to the matches. I was... And part of that could be attributed to... I have no idea what's going on, so I'm trying to, like, absorb it. Right. But the matches were fantastic. Especially the main event. The main event was great. 
Karrion Cross is the definition of looking the part. That man looks insanely fit for the part of a badass wrestler. I he's another one. I hope when he if he goes to the main roster, they push him pretty good. He's been doing dark matches on SmackDown, so we'll see. Good stuff, good stuff. Oh, do I have anything else for you? Yes, I do. I have two things. Okay. I'm going to start with the the bigger one. And then we'll go to the one that might have a little more conversation behind it. So John Cena did an interview this week in which he confirmed he will at some point. Did not say when, though. Says he, it's been too long and he won't, can't wait to put on the jorts again. So. He's going to beat Ric Flair's record, and do you think he should beat Ric Flair's record for most title wins? Mm, World so. title wins. I don't think so. You don't think they will, or you don't think they should? I don't think they should. Cena was great, but he wasn't Ric Flair great. Uh, I don't know. Any performer though, I mean, as an entertainer, he was better, but I don't think as an ring performer, he was as good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't be too pissed off, you know, if that happened. But right, right, it ain't gonna bother me. I would be weirded out if they did it with anybody else. Yeah. He'd be like next in line, I think, to win it, to, you know, beat that record. If they, I don't think they would because it's not enough of a head turner. It is for the old school traditional fans that are going to say, oh, well, nobody should have beat Ric Flair's record. And even then, they're just going to complain about it. And it's a small mm-hmm. enough percentage that they're not going to bother with it and then the people that love it are going to be you know people that watch, are already going to watch it anyway because they're fans right so I don't think they do it necessarily for the ratings so that takes that element out of it they might just leave it just to say you know what they have the same world title wins therefore in our eyes they're equal so we don't have a dog in the fight on who's better I don't know even if Cena beats him, I don't think the reign will be like beats the record. I don't think Cena's reign will be that long because I don't see him staying for months on end. You know? Yeah, it's he's too busy in Hollywood to be staying. Right. Long. Yeah i I don't think he'll stick around long. It might be a. Oh, I'm trying to map out in my head. Kind of How long? like Goldberg. When he won the Universal, mm. like he held it for like a month or two. It'll be a hot potato match. It, like if he might, he might take it off of Reigns, and then Reigns will take it a couple months later. Or, I don't think they do it with Lashley. I think it would be Cena and Reigns because there's already some history there, more recent history. Yeah, 
I think they just play hot potato with the title and just be like, boom, there's your 17th. There you go. And then there'll be like a celebration or something. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't see people getting that upset over it if they did do it or if they didn't. Because there's, there's nobody like super, there's no mass amount of people that are super adamant about Cena needs to win the 17th title. And there's not people that are super adamant in large numbers that are saying, you know, nobody should beat Ric Flair's record or Cena at least shouldn't beat his record. So I, I think it would be more of an attraction because it's like, Oh, is he going to do it or is he not? But I don't think anybody really has a serious dog in the fight on it. So I don't know. Or maybe you'll just come back and have a random match and just have some fun. I don't know. Take on Dabakato. Or maybe he'll fight Lily. Dabakato. You don't know Dabakato? That's, uh, um, excuse me, sir, that is Commander Aziz. Put some respect That's not Commander me. Aziz, no. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's Dabakato, King of Raw Underground. To you. Yeah. Commander Aziz. No. Don't be disrespecting Commander Aziz, okay? Don't be disrespecting Dabakato. Well, he doesn't exist anymore. They disrespected him when they gave when they gave him that suit and had him do the dirty work for Apollo. Okay, he should be in there clearing house. He should be in there. He should have been in the cell with Roman last week, not Ray. It should have been Dabakato beating Ray or beating Roman in two minutes. Come on, man! For the title. Come on, man. Dabakato for champion. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's got to be a belt collector like Kenny. Okay, I want I want to say one more thing about Hollow Soul, okay? Sure. It really it really upset me. Okay. Something that JBL said about Hollow Soul. He said, JBL, I don't know if he caught this when he said this, but JBL said, you just have to be here to feel it or something like that. Like, bro. People want to be there, but they can't. You know, like, don't keep shoving it down their throat so they can't be there. That is really like, why would you even say that? Yeah, it does come off kind of like, oh, it's so amazing to be here. Don't even watch because it's just not the same. <laughs> Getting this BS shoveled in your face is just so much different when you're here to smell it, man. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like, why would you even say that? What's the point? Like, there... I, if they're they're fans, then okay, but like. No there thing. was some dumb moments on commentary, I will say that. There was one point where Pat McAfee was, I don't remember what match it was, but he just, it. nobody was saying anything, but he was like bleeding, blood. And then, it no, ble- it was the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens match. That's what it was. Because he's like bleeding, blood, coughing. And then Michael Cole just like cut him off and like started talking about the match because he was just saying words that's what i like about mccaffrey though i think and i was funny. like what i like mccaffrey okay people were getting upset online when he was like standing on the announce table like playing air guitar when boogs was out there playing guitar they're like dude sit down you're there to do commentary i'm like no i want that amped up about it. and it's like this is epic right because then yeah. i you kind of match the energy a little bit and it's like oh yeah this is kind of cool it's nice to have that, you know, somebody who's energetic. And it's not like it was in the 80s where it was just straight commentary. This is different nowadays, you know. 
it was entertaining. It wasn't the same, like, while we're here for this crazy match and blah, blah, blah. And they just like talk and they just blow things to an unbelievable proportion. And they're just there to talk and do their job. They're not having fun like that. Mm -hmm. Pat's having fun. I like Pat on commentary. A lot of people don't. I do. I love him. I think he's great. He is. He's a little rough around the edges with, what he says but I feel like he could fine tune that and that's going to come with the job right he'll get better he's just he's fresh yeah I mean he's not used to calling stuff that's going on live he's used to formulating stuff beforehand but that, that'll come that'll come the last, last thing we have today or that I have I'm not sure if you have anything on your end that we haven't brought up yet. No, Lana Lana announced that she is quote spilling the tea in a vlog series on her YouTube channel starting next week. Awesome. She's going to spill the tea on WWE, whatever that is going to entail. Thank she God. said and I to stand it up and spill on things that for years I have been silent about. End quote. What, what do you think she's going to talk about, man? Pipe what do you think 2.0, man. Pipe bomb 2.0. She gonna, she's going to call all the BS backstage? Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, creative bashing and stuff like that. And rightfully so. I mean, her whole angle her angles went from she was good in the beginning as the ravishing Russian with Rusev. They both were. And then, you know, the rock was making fun of her and that's, you know, that's what the rock does. But really ever since then, it's been downhill. Then they did the whole affair thing with Bobby Lashley. That was ridiculous. And that looked a lot worse for Rusev than it did for Lana, but it still looked dumb for her and then singles career debuts on live tv as a wrestler to me too early because she definitely still looked too green and then she's just kind of friendly and she drops the accent and she's on total divas and it's like oh this is all fake it's not she's not russian she's just whatever or she's not she doesn't have a russian accent she's just has a English accent or a American act, I guess an American accent. Yeah. And then she has the angle of like doing the, what Nikki cross is doing right now, winning, but in the worst possible ways, disqualification count out this, that, or the other, where she's not even involved. She won the, how did she win the survivor series match? Uh, I don't even remember. But she was, like, the last person, and then, like, she technically won Survivor Series for the women. And then she had two straight months of Nia Jax putting her through tables. So I have a feeling she has a lot to talk about. The things that they've had her do in ways that things were presented. 
I am definitely going to be listening to these because I feel like there's going to be some really good stuff in there. And I'm going to see how far it gets before WWE swats it, if they do. I don't know if they can or not. Maybe if she doesn't use names, I don't know. But I have a feeling they're going to go up one day and they're going to be on the next. So maybe, maybe we should record them for prosperity. If we're allowed to, I, can you do that? Is that legal? Technically, no, it's not legal. If no, she's we, not, we can't do that. No, we cannot. Uh, government, if you're listening to this, no, we cannot do that. Well, hey, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. I'm questioning. I haven't done it. I'm questioning it, so I know. She is posting a vlog that she is, I'm presuming, not going to come after me for if I were to have said video from YouTube in a file. Which we won't. And I'm not distributing it. I'm not making money on it. I'm just to have it for me for wrestling his I'm a I'm not a wrestling historian but I like wrestling history and this could be a part of it I don't want to lose it if I'm not making money on it is it still illegal on that or if I'm not distributing it rather yeah I think so I'm gonna look into that I'm going to call my, my many lawyers and find out. Um, I was going to make an analogy, but it's not really a good analogy. I'll, I'll call my law firm and find out if that is within my legal right to do. Do you even have a lawyer? No. <laughs> no. I do. Like, like at all. call Sam Bernstein. Yeah. Sam. <laughs> Sam Bernstein. Yeah, he'll he'll uh bail me out on that one. I think he will. Oh, good old Sam Bernstein. I am interested to see this though, because I I'm surprised she's doing it, honestly. Yeah. WWE, so I mean I don't know how what is it? Slander? Is it slander or is it libel? No, libel's written. Slander is spoken. I don't know how that works legally. I don't know. If, the character, the yeah, I don't know if they'll come after her or if she maybe just attacks the company. Maybe she could do that if she doesn't mention names and like rubs someone's name in the mud. Maybe just the company. I don't. I feel like. No, I don't feel like they're gonna do anything though. Because if they were gonna do anything, man, they would have, they would have sued CM Punk long ago. Well, Punk hasn't like he's been he's been slandering WWE for years now. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's he hasn't done anything. He hasn't said anything crazy. He just kind of like talked to some dirt sheets and stuff. This almost sounds like she's gonna be like. Dropping some big stuff. Just don't get your hopes up, because I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be underwhelming. It might be. It might be. It'll still be fun to listen to. 
because I, I do wonder with crappy storylines like they've put her through like kind of what the process is and like why that might give us some insight as to people like Lana or Ricochet or Andrade people they mismanage that's that's the main thing I'm interested in with this that I feel like they're that I feel like Lana might be able to touch upon and shed some light on. I'm hoping she's like in talks with a lawyer or something so that she avoids any of the landmines that are in this very, very dangerous minefield she's about to go through. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that kind of stuff. That's what it is. I think if she doesn't name drop or single anybody out individually, I think she's fine. Yeah, I hope she doesn't. Yeah, I hope she doesn't. Unless something absolutely horrible happened that should right, be called right. out. But Maybe drop some hints, you know. Don't say who it is, but drop some hints yeah. on who it is. The Cerebral Assassin. <laughs> Let's Just use their, their ring nicknames. The lady who said my hole after landing on the apron, who also put me through tables for two months straight. Oh, you could say her name. She she deserves the hate club. Well, it, I feel like WWE would step in for her and be like, you know what? We're just, they would use that as their reason to swing the axe, you know? That is The Rock's cousin, okay? We, he is a national treasure. Somewhat. Like his family. By, by a twig, maybe. The Rock's cousin. I think every wrestler that's that's Samoan is is Rock's cousin somehow. (laughs) We're all related at the root of it. We're all related. We're all humans. Speaking, I don't know why this reminded me, but it did. Because I thought of Samoans, then I thought of the Usos. For some reason. Then I thought of Omas and AJ. Where were they on this pay-per-view? Where were they anywhere? They're never anywhere. That's the problem. Exactly. What is is WWE doing with them? Like, they're burying tag team champions right now. It makes no sense. They're burying tag teams in general. And I got to say this, too. I absolutely hate this. I was watching SmackDown. Was it SmackDown? I think it was. Chad Gable and Otis. Are you serious? Chad Gable and Otis. First of all, Chad Gable is a few leagues beyond what Otis is. He should be a strong mid-carder going for a mid-card championship, U.S. or Intercontinental. Mm-hmm. But he's not. I don't even know what to think about Otis. I don't want to think about Otis right now. <laughs> Why? Are you an <laughs> Otis fan? No, I'm just. I don't want to think about him. He, he shaved his beard. Like I don't even. He's scared oh, yeah. of him, dude. He looks like an abusive stepdad. Like he just. <laughs> he's he's not the. Um, what he used to say. I don't remember. I don't remember either. 
I, I don't remember. I don't know. Tag team divisions in shambles. Men mm-hmm. and women's. Has been for years. Nothing new. Yeah, but... I mean, even so, you had the the Dudleys came back, and that made for some interesting stuff. And you had the, you had the bar. Of all time. No, the New Day doesn't count. The New Day is garbage. Oh. Hot garbage. Come on, Nick. Don't be sour. I am more than Jeez. sour. For your nine time. Eleven time. Sorry. Ten times too many. Maybe nine times too many. No, they're like ten, ten times too little right now. Yeah. You know the greatest tag team of all time, and don't even pretend you don't. Like, who, like, who is it? Road Warriors. Oh, yeah, definitely the greatest. Nope. Yeah, they are. They're yeah, my favorite. You had, you had uh, you know, like a hundred different better ones, but yeah, they're the greatest, man. No. 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 You have RK Bro, you know, you have Omos and AJ Styles, you know, you have American Academy or Alpha Academy, whatever it's called. You have, you know, those are all better. Come on, man. Beer Money. Beer Money. Tra- uh, I don't want to say trash, but. Bobby Roode and James Storm. Bobby Roode's cool. James Storm. Eh, okay. James Storm is cool. Bobby Roode's kind of meh. No, probably would you better switch that around. You don't be disrespecting him, okay? Don't be disrespecting Bobby Roode is glorious, okay? Well, James Storm is sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, James Storm is unemployed. Bobby Roode is not. Yeah, well, guess who has an autograph of him? This guy. Of who? James Storm? Of James Storm. I'll give you five. I'll get you five bucks on eBay. No. Yeah, probably will, honestly. Bobby Roode gets you like 20. So, uh, put some respect on that. Autograph from. They're both from TNA sets, but they're only worth like. The Brother Ray is only worth uh, 10 bucks, 15 bucks. Yeah, for one of the best autographs in the set. Makes no sense. Hey, hey, hey. Well, we are at an hour and roughly 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. What do you say we we call it good for this week and move on and hopefully have a better week for wrestling? Let's hope. It's going to be, now you're being sour. I'm just saying, man, it's been a crappy week for wrestling. Yeah, but there's always next week. Yeah, I've been saying that for how long now? Come on, man. It's because you don't watch Dynamite. I don't want to watch Dynamite. Well, that's why your wrestling day sucks. I only watch SmackDown, man. It's the only thing I'm interested in. watch AEW. I don't want to watch a bunch of old wrestlers that used to wrestle WWE. If I want to do that, I'd go watch a match from 1999. You could. That's the good thing about it. With Peacock. Uh, greatest sponsor us, yeah. Sponsor us, please. I won't say you know what, I won't say a good thing about you until you do sponsor us. So, there you go. I don't think they're sponsors, buddy. And you know what, Pika Peacock, uh, 
was buffering a couple times for me today. So, yeah, there you go. Nothing new. Yeah, and, there you uh, go. it was very crappy quality, wasn't it? Fix your app. Yeah. Doc. Come on. I'm tired of 20 frames per second. Tired on, of that. I, I miss the network, man. Your frame rates, buns. Your buff speed, mid. For some reason, when I'm on your app, I can't navigate things because it lags like crazy. Even though you guys have almost nothing on there. <laughs> five bucks a month, it's about $10 too expensive. You should be paying me $5 to have to deal with your app. I'm a computer engineering student. I'm not even done with my degree, but I could probably make a better running app than that. Ooh, that's Boom. kind of pushing it there, buddy. Fitting Max Caster bars is right there. Well, you kind of. Uh, I am. I am pushing it. I could not make a better. <laughs> I could not. Not about them paying me to have Peacock. Yeah. You think they should? You should easily pay us. They do have everybody loves Raymond on there. So I mean, they have a lot of good sitcoms, dude. That's worth it. Two and a half men. I never like Two and a Half Men. All right. Um, <laughs> they have The Office on there. I burned myself out on The Office. Uh, they got Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Not a fan. Okay. Um, well, yes. It was some... a... It's decent. The King of Queens, man. Saturday Night Live. Love it. Yeah, I don't know. Cheers, Roseanne. They got some good stuff, though. As the youngers would say, no cap. No cap. That means lie. <laughs> AJ Styles reference right there. <laughs> cap, cap. That means lie. Somehow he pulls it off. I don't know how. All right. Well, I am going to let you and the listeners go. All right. So thank you guys for joining us for this Father's Day edition of the podcast. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, including our new fathers of the world. Seth Rollins is a relatively new father. Uh, John Moxley, Cody Rhodes. And every other father out there or father figure who has stepped up to be that father figure in someone's life. Mm -hmm. And we will be back next week with some more wrestling news, hopefully a more positive outlook on the wrestling shows that we watched this week. And maybe a couple bad opinions. So we have something to maybe debate. I don't know. It can only go, it can only go up, Gabe. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) There might be a rock bottom for WWE. I don't know if we've hit it yet, but we'll see. They find they keep digging. They do keep digging. But all right. For real this time, we're gonna let you guys go. Thank you guys so much for listening. We just hit listens, which is awesome. And thank you guys for the support. See you.